You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. 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 The correct turn here at Stadium Time is 8.27 p.m. Central Daylight Time. How are you feeling, Chief? We get daylight savings time yet again. Back around. Your digital audio device is tuned to the Orange and True podcast, harbored by the friendly folks there at collegeandmagnolia.com. Greetings and salutations to the Orange and Truthers out there. It is I, Senna Crow 2 on Twitter, Drew Croson at Senna Crow is where you find me on Venmo. If you need my Zelle, hit me up in the DMs. To one side of me, via the magic of the internet, the rumor monger, Ryan Starrett, at Ryan S. Starrett. The S stands for St. Joe's. Uh, St. Joe's in tournament this year? You picking them to go all the way? Uh, I have no idea. I'm, I'm actually going to do my they, bracket right now, and I might ask you some questions as we go. They're not in yeah. the tournament this year. No. Uh, that was sure. a trick question, Ryan. I told you. I'm doing it now. Also, via the magic of Skype, give you the full Fort Payne ASMR you pay good money for in his reading room, the AU chief. How are you now? It's good to see you, Chief. Always a pleasure. And also joining us in the podcast free-for-all hotline, it is James Jones. At AU Jonesy, right? Uh, No, it is uh, James Jones underscore 55. And I am the world's biggest Iona Gales fan. Why did I think you were at AU Jonesy? That is my login for uh, and screen name on SB Nation. Okay, gotcha. For the website. Of which we are all a part of. Yes, that is what it shows up as uh, when I when I write uh, so many articles right. that I do. Right. So this week on the podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about hopefully how the Iona Gales get them a massive upset with moral upstanding human Rick Patino as their head coach, a guy you can all root for. A guy we can all stand behind, as long as we're not in the bathroom of an Italian restaurant. And we're also going to talk a little spring football practice. We might talk a little bit of Auburn Hoops news. Actually, but first, there is Auburn soccer news to discuss on this podcast, gentlemen. James, have you been watching any of these games? Are these games on ESPN Plus? Uh, I have been following on Twitter. I do not, I don't believe I have watched one. Yeah, that's where I I'm forgot at. they were. I thought it was the spring season and just, you know, it was the, the regular old spring season. Right. And no, 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 these games count. That's the, that's why I, it wasn't until like a couple of days, a couple weeks ago on this podcast, where yeah. we discovered on the air that this is, these are real games that are happening. Speaking of which, Auburn lost. On the sixth to the Clemson, hated Clemson Tigers. Um, 
1-0. But Karen Hoppe's team secured her, like, some crazy number of victories. Like 600 wins or something? I believe it was 250. 250, okay. yeah. Bru- bruises is 600. <laughs> That's right. Bruises is 600. I was like, I thought that was crazy because soccer hasn't played nearly like like half the games of basketball. Okay, so Karen Hoppe gets her 250th win. Um, Auburn lost on the 6th to Clemson, but turned around and beat the Georgia Bulldogs 1-0 in Auburn. And there's nothing quite like beating the Georgia Bulldogs. On Saturday, Auburn goes to Louisville, Kentucky, to face the Cardinals. And then on the 27th, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, is the Iron Bowl of Soccer. Now, I don't, again, I can't tell if these games are on television. I know ESPN Plus has been showing some soccer, including my new my new best friends, the uh, SMU men's soccer team that I watch a lot of. But I don't see that this game coming up is on SEC Network. I know the LSU game that says it was on SEC Network Plus, but we'll see. Maybe the game will be on TV, maybe not. If not, you can follow on Twitter. So Auburn is currently... They got a. They are one. They're two. They're two one and one. There it is. Two one and one in this spring season, which does count because the NCAA tournament is looming on April twenty third. They got to finish this season out um, before April twenty third, and they Auburn has four more games. So we'll see them. We'll see if they do it. How do we feel about UC Santa Barbara over Creighton twelve five matchup? Banana slugs? Gauchos. The gauchos, right. The gauchos. Yeah, UCSB is uh, number 69 in Kempom, so I think I'm going to go with them for nice. ways. I think one of the good things, one of the things Ryan doesn't remember is that in the early days of the Facebook.com, mm. um, UC Santa Barbara was among a group of friends that I was adjacent to at Auburn. The school to start like following people from or friending random girls from UC Santa Barbara because they were really uh, okay. There you go. So that was it was only college students back then, and so you could like search colleges for I don't know blondes who went to UC Santa Barbara. Oh, that is the original intent of the app, right? Right, more or less. And now it's controlling world governments, and who knows, and making people not want to get a vaccine. It's hilarious <laughs> how far it's gone. All right, let's see. Well, Auburn plays Kentucky next in soccer. Kentucky, home state of one Justin Powell, who has chosen to turn mm. coat on the beloved Auburn Tigers basketball team and left the program after one injury-shortened season in which he showed flashes of brilliance that included one son of Crow writing an article comparing him to Clay Thompson. I, I mean, he, much injured he's got, shooting guard as well. He's got. Uh, he's, he, I mean, that wasn't crazy. He's got NBA size and, and, and NBA skill set. So, I mean, really, really stinks that we're losing that. Um, now, we're likely to fill his position with someone with more experience and. Um, I mean, maybe just as much current skill. So it, it's not devastating. It, it's it's devastating for those of us that we're still holding out a l- small sliver of hope that we get to see him and Sharif on the floor together 
and see the team that we had this year, a year older, and with, uh, uh, you know, fully together, fully healthy, playing together, f- playing for something. And just bef- the season was not even the, – the dead body of our season was not even cold yet, and uh, he decided to skip out the door right after we recorded the pod last week. Yeah, I'm only like – Literally minutes after, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm not that bummed, to be 100% yeah. honest, because he didn't play for most of conference play, so it wasn't like sure. he was the best player on the team or something like that. But I will be bummed if he transfers to the University of Kentucky. I um, think that's I, – I, I really think that's what we're looking at here. Yeah. And uh, based on the I, – I, before I get into conspiracy theories, I, I really – there's a lot of people. There's a lot of those out there. There's a lot of people that were had some conspiracy theories going on about him during the season. Um, my personal theory, and I mean, it's not really hard to think that, uh, and, and it's based on a lot. Uh, some of the things Bruce was saying, uh, looking back on some of those things, I, I think he just had a kid that was unhappy, and he and he wasn't. He wasn't. He first of all. He's here. He's far away from home. Uh, that can make people unhappy. We've got COVID going on, so you're not really doing the normal college things. You're not congregating, hanging out with your friends. He does have his teammates there for a while. And until he gets hurt, then he no longer has his teammates. He's not practicing. He's not playing. He's not hanging around his teammates. He's all by himself. A lot of the time was spent in dark rooms. So it'd be really easy to see how that could make someone extremely unhappy. Sure. And and there's, I, I mean, just looking at what Bruce said, Bruce said he wasn't going to class because he couldn't because of the the, the head injury. And um, it, it, the other things like Bruce really, every time he talked about him, it when you look back on it in hindsight, it feels like he's recruiting someone to stay. Um, and, and I, I just think it's a case of a kid that was unhappy and he just, he's made a decision. He's just going to move on, maybe move back closer to home. Um, and that might be Kentucky. He actually lives a little closer to Louisville. I think, um, maybe it's Western Kentucky. I, I wouldn't hate that. Um, I wouldn't even hate Louisville. If he goes to Kentucky, I, I'll be pretty upset because it'll be hard for me to believe that there weren't other things going on behind the yeah, scenes exactly. that also led to that. Yep. Um, and I just, I'll be, I'll be pretty upset about it. I mean, I wonder, I don't want to say, like, I wonder if it's one of those things where it's a kid who got a concussion. And a lot of times you hear about this, where someone, a player thinks they can come back from a concussion faster than the training staff and the coaching staff. Yeah. He he keeps not passing Auburn's version of the concussion protocols. Right. Maybe he gets fed up with it. It's like, I'm going to go somewhere else to let me play. These guys aren't interested in me playing. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's also a a pretty plausible theory, I I think as well. Um, That's not, doesn't get too out in the weeds conspiracy. That's just be, be really easy to see that that happened. Um, or could happen. Um, you know, I more power to him. Auburn will be okay without him. Um, I hope he's okay without Auburn. 
it's a bummer. He's a he's a good player. Um, solid player. His position was gonna he was gonna have pretty hefty uh, competition. That's his the position. main thing. He, yeah. And, and I've, I've be- seen. You know, I've seen people say, "Oh, well, he he must know so and so is coming back or whatever." I don't really. The timing of the decision doesn't scream personnel no. to me. I, I think he made this decision before the season was over, um, because just when he announced it, he announced it what three days after we played our last game. Sure. So, I you know I I kind of think Bruce knew this was coming. Um, they tried to get him back with the team. They had him on the bench for a few games. Um, you know, it happens. People transfer. This is not the guy we thought was going to transfer, but we expected transfers. So just buckle up. We'll probably have one or two more. Yeah. If you're yeah, hearing I think that's the weird noises, look at it. because I'm holding a three-month-old. Okay. Oh, I, 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 I enjoy him uh, joining in on the pod. Yeah. It's good stuff. Hey, good commentary. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, that's the way you have to look at it is, you know, it sucks that he's leaving selfishly. Um, I think he would have been a big part of a really good team next year. Uh, but luckily with the way this roster is constructed, it doesn't fall apart without him. Um, and I think you can, you can balance both of those opinions, uh, where, uh, you know, Twitter being so great at nuance has not done that. <laughs> sure. Um, if no. he transfers to Kentucky, you're allowed to hate him. Oh, sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll hate him. Absolutely. I hate everybody that plays for Kentucky. Or or Duke. Honestly, he he Duke. would be the player at Duke that you could really root against. Oh yeah, the one. Um, the yeah, yeah the, the one? Really? <laughs> you could just really not like for no reason. I've never met a player yeah. that played for Duke that I really liked. So I mean, Willie Cauley Stein yeah. played for Kentucky. And I love Willie Cauley Stein, so I have a hard time. I, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't actually always hate Duke players. Uh, Kentucky I players. could rattle off a, a Jabari Parker. List. Oh um, man, the Duke, the Duke hate is for real. I don't like anybody who plays for Duke. Kentucky, yeah. there are guys that I actually like, like Willie Cauley Stein and Julius Randle yeah. that I've actually liked. But Demarcus Cousins. Dude, yeah, Boogie, and then I mean, I <laughs> yeah. love Anthony Davis in college. Yeah, Anthony Davis is a likable guy. Yeah. Um, the, o- the only yeah, one of the like, one and dones to get a ring. It's all big men that we're naming, by the way. We haven't named a single Kentucky guard, which is telling. I enjoy John Wall. Yeah. The one and dones are different, too, because it's like, well, he played Kentucky, but like for a couple of weeks. It's yeah, not like right. he played. Yeah. He wasn't a senior for Kentucky. You went to class long enough to qualify to play the second semester. Right. That is it. You know what Kentucky player I hated more than anyone? Any Kentucky player? Saul Smith. Yeah, Obviously. I knew that was coming. I the knew it had worst. to be God, he's the he was the worst. He he had no business starting for that team, and did anyway. God, I thought you were going to say Kirk Heinrich. I remember he went to Kansas. Um, <laughs> so another shooting guard since we're on the Justin Powell train. Auburn is adding a guy named Trey Alexander that I got. Mm. I actually went. All, Crow looks at Crutes segment. I went and looked at a little bit of tape. Watched the highlights and actually some segments of his state championship game that his team just lost. Um, now, an announcer didn't use a racial ex- a racial slur before his, but they did for the women's. So, you know, Oklahoma. Oh, it was in that that tournament. Uh, I don't know, yeah. but it was Oklahoma State Championships yeah. of basketball. Okay. So, yeah, just the um, bill side. Having a real one up there in Oklahoma. So he played 
lights out in the first half of his state championship. But then the second half, the team they're playing against basically ran three three guys that are all going to go D1. None of them are as highly touted as Trey Alexander. And they ran all three of them at him at the same time defensively. And he kind of got shut down. I don't even know if he had a good shot attempt in the second half. Um, but I'm not that worried about it because that's a team that's got three Division One athletes on a high school team, and his team has basically just him. So I'm not that worried about it. But so, so was it kind of like watching Auburn with Sharif this year? A little bit. Of everybody just swarm Sharif and make somebody else beat you? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, except yeah, except Trey doesn't. He isn't obviously the passer that Sharif is. Sharif is like well, sure, yeah, not strange. a one-to-one, you know, player comparison, but uh, similar strategy, I guess. Of yeah. just taking one guy out of the game. The guy that uh, Trey Alexander reminds me a lot of, and I've said this like about three different Auburn players, so I kind of probably need to watch more NBA, which is almost impossible. But I think he reminds me a little bit of a skinnier early Dwayne Wade. And I say that because he's not a small dude, but he's kind of scrawny. Um, He's super athletic and he's gunning for his own shot. Most of the time, if he has the ball in his hand, he's looking to shoot the rock. Um, So is he more than just a three point shooter then? I would say he's like three point game. is like tertiary. He's Hmm. a decent enough ball handler. He can attack the basket. He has he has really good vision in terms of um, moving without the basketball. Not necessarily like dribbling the ball vision, but like moving without the ball when he doesn't have the ball, how to get open and get the ball and then make a layup. Um, and he's a good three-point shooter. So, yeah, I mean, he's he is a complete shooting guard. This is not a guy who's just going to go out there and catch and shoot. He's a guy who can play three levels which is a cliche in basketball now, but he's a three-level player. Um, Could be the Wade to Jabari's LeBron. Man, like, that's the freshman coming in. That's not fair, is it? I I, I shouldn't be putting No, you shouldn't compare (laughs) incoming freshman to the the best player in this generation. I mean, Um, Jabari's more of a Kevin Durant anyway. Yeah, man, Jabari Jabari is a really hammered-down three-point shooter, too. Like... Guys, we're going to have two 6'10 guards on the floor together next year. Yeah. The Jabari Thor um, lineup is so not Auburn basketball. Bonkers. Is it possible that our five is the third tallest person on the court? Yes. Sure. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Because in a stretch, he's 6'8". I mean, yeah. like Jalen's 6'8 or 6'9". It's also possible that like we will have four guys on the court at once that are taller than anybody Jeff Lebo had play for Auburn. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's true. I mean, it, it's it's wild to see our team be this tall. I mean, this year is maybe the tallest team we've ever had. I, I Pretty close. I mean, they were, I think, top eight in the nation this year. Yeah. And we went from having one of the shortest teams. I mean, when Bruce took the team over, we were one of the shortest teams in the country. It was It was pretty terrible. Yeah, it, it was strange because that was my baseline for a college basketball team was you know, <laughs> Barbie's last team and Bruce's first couple of years where your your five might be six, seven. Yeah. And also sometimes running the point because he's Simeon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it took up I, a lot of space, though. 
Uh, yeah. Not always in the height dimension. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, so this this past team and then going forward is uh, – it kind of blows my mind with the, the length they're going to have. I mean, even you know the, the Final Four team wasn't a big team. You got Austin Wiley who, you know, he was a dominant big man as far as your size goes. But, right. you know, Jared was undersized. Bryce was undersized. average at best. Yeah. I mean, um, even, you know, Malik and Deshaun Murray weren't big threes. Um, how, how, big, how big is uh, uh, Trey Alexander? It's like 6'4", isn't he? So about the same height as Bryce. He's a little bit bigger. Take a look. He looks bigger on film, but I think that's because he's playing against high school students. Yeah, probably. Yep, six four one ninety. Yeah. So, so okay. about the, about the same size I looked before. it up. I had to look it up, Crow, because I remembered uh, somebody that would have been tall under Jeff Lebo. Uh, Bubakar Silla. Ah, yeah, Bubakar, right. baby. Bubakar. <laughs> Horse character. Ryan, a long time ago, Auburn would sign no star players and fans would get excited. Bubakar <laughs> yeah. did not have a star rating. But yeah. he was seven he, foot three or some two. nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Seven two. From like, so was this like the, the predecessor of uh, Trayvon Reed. He yes. was the yes. he, well he yeah, was the absolutely. successor to Kyle Davis is what he was uh, supposed to be. He was like but. seven two, had only played basketball for a couple of years, was coming over from Africa, did not speak English. Well, the, yeah. and this was – and really, so Auburn fans get excited because, oh, this is like Mamadou Njai, who was a similar situation. Mamadou yeah. moved here – like, we brought him over from Senegal. Senegal, and, yeah. And he had played soccer most of his life, barely knew how to dribble a basketball, and was not good when he first got here, but was great by the time, you know, he left. But – uh so Auburn fans were like conditioned to think, oh, this is this guy's gonna be just like Mamadou. Diamond in the rough. And he ended up Yeah. He played oh, he was the rough. Zero he minutes. Three games. I think he played zero minutes his first year and yeah. played three games his second year and then transferred. By the way, Bryce Brown is a high school recruit, uh six two, one seventy three. Okay. So, that's, that's, uh, a little bit smaller than Trey I thought Bryce had, had grown a, a yeah. little bit while he was in school. Yeah, but, so Trey grows a couple, of, you know, an inch or two at Auburn. That, that's pretty solid uh, NBA two size, right? Yeah, and six six. Oh the, yeah. The interesting thing would be if if Sharif comes back having a very undersized for the NBA, pretty normal for college um, backcourt, and then the front court of being just trees, just <laughs> a giant like. <laughs> Having Alan Flanagan be like decidedly small <laughs> for your front court. Hilarious. Yeah, I, I think I'm really excited the most also about like, I don't know about you guys. I, it looked, y'all saw some games in person. Was it hot in Auburn Arena this year? No. I figured it'd be a lot hotter considering there weren't as many fans. It was, uh, I'm not tracking the reasoning there, girl. It was a joke. It was a really okay. bad joke. Okay. Fans keep you cool, Ryan. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I was thinking along the lines of no body heat in the building. So. No. Yeah. 
No. Yeah, Ryan and I both that's, went through That's the engineer mind. <laughs> right. Yeah. The the uh, one, one thing I'll miss about the uh, pandemic is the uh, leg room. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the one thing I won't miss is not being able to actually go to the games. So right. one game I went to the leg room was great. Yeah, dude. It was, it was like a, we were in a private booth. It was so awesome. Uh, and basically football was the same way, but, uh, yeah, I will not miss uh, that. And the traffic also great for both. But again, um, yeah, it'd be, it's better to have people back. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I'd be, I'd be amazed at what a Sharif Cooper in a full Auburn arena with a jungle. Oh, because he's a guy who Bro, plays both loves to Devin Cambridge. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. See, to me, it's I, the first time uh, Dylan Cardwell <laughs> takes a charge in front of the jungle. That's what I mean. <laughs> I think that the Thor had a dunk this year. Where he oh. took like one Red dribble drill. from the three point oh. line, my god! That I think like legitimately, and it was it's, it was right in front of where the jungle would. I would have blacked out. I, I, would I literally would have blacked out. I would have lost their minds. I think he yeah. would have been scared with yeah. that amount yeah. of noise hitting him <laughs> yeah. at once. The the steel and euro step that he pulled yes. in oh. Kentucky, my god! The place would have. Uh, Exploded. It's know. interesting I don't to think know. about how many how many wins is the arena worth a year, and so therefore, how many wins did we lose this year that we would have won? Three, at least three wins. At least. Yeah, I would say any game. I I'd say it's worth somewhere wins between the first five Baylor to game. ten points. Okay. Auburn wins the points, first Baylor game. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. right. I mean, you guys uh, gamble more than I do. I think Auburn beats Ole Miss. Auburn probably beats Georgia. Yeah. Um. So, so those three or four games. Yeah, Man, it's a whole different season with four more wins. Yeah, we're looking at missing out on being a six seed or seven seed. Yeah, yeah, we're still sitting yeah. in here not playing. What? Uh, hey, neither is Kentucky. Kentucky is not in the tournament. Duke. Neither is Duke. The Are they going to accept NIT just sit, bids? Just sitting around. Is here there an NIT tournament this year? Duke has already said their season is done. Yeah. They are not. They are not playing anymore. Just, just us blue bloods sitting here on the sidelines. That's all. Just taking a year off. That's true. Another year off. Yeah. Cue that gif of uh. Y'all seen that gif of Coach K collapsing from like the nineties when he had the back problem? <laughs> it's hysterical. Like he's just standing up and he just like lies down on the ground. Like watching the Georgia coaches. Yeah, but like in slow motion. Yeah. They were getting me like 30. He was like, ah, I'm out of here. That hurts. He can't He can't coach much longer, right? It depends. Does Does he have a team or not? If he's got a team, he's just fine. That's if he true. doesn't have a team, his back starts hurting again. Yeah, that's true. Who, who retires first? Is it uh, Coach K or Roy or Bohan? K. Uh, Beheim might. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's Bay- I think Beheim. Beheim's close yeah. to done. No, yeah. Beheim got hired by them in 1978. Something like that. Like that's that's pretty that's much like any K, of us right? That is so old. Like like he's been coaching for so long. At the same. Thanks school. for the clarification, James. I, I wasn't sure. So. Like that is to a, <laughs> is to some extent kind of a 
a Joe Paterno level of continuity at one school. Oh, easy there. But like, and I think you wouldn't see that happen again in college. No, like, I, I can't fathom a coach. I mean, Lord, Lord willing, Bruce will be here for that long, but he'll be. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want Bruce to coach here till he's 88. I want Brian Harson too as well. Cause that means we've done something just unreal. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I think it's something you still see in baseball. And that's one of the few college. I mean, some of the some of the smaller college sports, you'll see it, where there's yeah. not as much revenue. So there's not, you know, if you miss the tournament one year, they're not ready to throw you out on your butt. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I, Hal, I, Hal Baird was in Auburn for. He started a. He coached Bo and left Auburn when. Uh, I was what, our fresh. Yeah, we're freshman yeah. year chief. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. What's the guy at Texas? Augie was there for like a billion years. Mike Martin was at Florida State for decades. I, th- I think you'll still see guys. Um, All going to make like, uh, Drew Mack so proud. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think uh, I think you'll still see guys like be there pretty long, not that long. I just don't think that you can. I, the way it is, I think ten years coaching at a high level is like forty years of life. Now the way recruiting is. The, the way everything is, it's just, it's going to take too much out of you, but you'll still see guys stay places like 20 years. Like, like self will be at Kansas 20 years, probably before he's done. And it's probably close. Unless now. the NCAA decides otherwise. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Roy will be at UNC, which is hell coming up on 20 years now. Right. Um, yeah. Like 18 or yeah. so you'll, you'll still see that kind of thing. Um, if a blue blood finds a coach that's good and they don't get burnt out, I think they'll stay there for forever. But otherwise, I think Mark going... Few may end up at Gonzaga for a really long time. I don't know if he has any intention of leaving there. Right. If he didn't leave ten years ago, I don't think he's going to. Yeah, yeah I exactly. Agree. Put it this way: since 1968, the University of Texas has had three head baseball coaches. Wow. <laughs> It's crazy. And the last so I'm looking it's nuts. The, I'm looking at the longest tenured college basketball coaches right now. So I mean but I'm in Coach K are one and two. Uh can y'all name any of the the next couple guys on the list? I mean longest uh, tenure? Bill yeah. Self has been there for a while and he's been there at least is eighteen, the same and as that, Roy. And Roy's it, been there for yeah, a while. UNC. Yeah, they they hired Self when Roy left Roy for left. UNC. Yeah. So number three is Greg Camp at Oakland, uh, four is Rick Bird at Belmont, and five is Bob McKillop at Davidson. All those guys. I was going to say is Bob McKillop still at, still at Davidson? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Izzo uh, yeah. is T seven at twenty three years, uh, Michigan State, and uh, by any chance, anybody know the name of the, the Yale head coach? Nope. No. James Jones. Oh. No. <laughs> Been James, there 19 years. James is moonlighting, coaching the Bulldogs. Was uh one of the Walton kids play at Yale or was it Princeton or Harvard? One of them played at one of the Ivy League. Like schools. Bill Walton? No, not Bill. One of his kids, uh, and not Luke. Luke played at uh, Arizona. Arizona. I don't know. Um, it's basically an Ivy League, right? <laughs> Ivy League of partying, buddy. <laughs> It's the Ivy League of it's the Harvard of the Grand Canyon State. 
Phil Martelli at St. Joe's for 23 years. We'll throw back to the beginning yeah, of the episode. I, I, think, I think that's a – I guess the Blue Bloods, if they get their coach, they'll be there as long as they don't get burnout. out. So uh, Bruce will be here for a while. Majors that make the tournaments. Exactly. Two out of three years. Yeah. Yes. The 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 Belmonts, those those kind of teams, the teams that are basically winning their conference every year or one out of every three years, those guys will also be there forever. Everybody else is either trying to get to a different level or or the coaches are trying to get to a different level. Right. Like, I think you're right. You know, that's absolutely right. I think and I also think that's different than college football. I think yeah. the interesting thing about basketball is there are a lot of fan bases that are a little more rational in their thought process where it's like if we're just competing for regular season conference titles, that's that's all we can control. That's good. Whereas I mean, you got a lot of, a lot of people like Auburn who put up – what we put up with Barbie for six seasons? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. come on. There's a lot more. I will Kansas say this football. list is three years out of date, so I may have a couple of number yeah. names wrong there. There's a lot more Kansas football in basketball than there is. Yeah, you know, exactly. Auburn yeah, basketball. Do we want to talk about Kansas football? Or? Yeah, you know what? It's, it's a good day to not be a Kansas Jayhawks football fan today, and a yeah. good day to not be a Texas yeah. Longhorn sporting events fan today. I, I am. Uh, I'm very worried for. Uh, for Jonathan Wallace, I know he'll land on his feet. He's a he's a smart guy, but you know, being a position coach when your head coach, your your offensive coordinator who brought you in, has well, already left and signed a non disclosure agreement, jeepers, creepers. and he's left for he's left a P five job to go to a G five job for uh, another coach that and, was under investigation. <laughs> uh, that's true. <laughs> And then your head coach is fired, and it's obvious that the intent. Well, and then the AD gets fired, so yeah. it's obvious. Has he been fired yet? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yes, okay. yeah, he's gone. I know it's a, so it's a situation where he was not Jeff Long for that job. Oh, <laughs> that's. I don't. I don't envy his situation. The nice thing is, you can just kind of. You you get the kids through spring practice. You you work with your players. You make sure that uh, that they still that you still focus on the important part, and you get paid and know that that's going to help you down the line. Yeah, maybe maybe Mama calls him home as an on field analyst in some position. Uh, I figure he might end up at UCF more than Auburn. Oh, I, I I don't know that Brian Harson's too uh, too sentimental. Auburn South there at UCF. Yeah. 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 That is the band back together. It's going to, I think it's going to look more like Blues Brothers 2000 than Blues Brothers. <laughs> yeah. I had some friends that love Blues Brothers 2000, man. I, I, it was one of those things where I watched it as a kid mm. and loved it because I was a kid and all movies were good. And yes. then, and then was mm-hmm. like, and because my dad loved Blues Brothers. Like, oh, this is my Blues yeah. Brothers. Right, right. And then I was like yeah. in college and watched the original, like, and I was like, wait a minute, no, that this one's super good. Yeah. The other one's John Goodman. <laughs> John Goodman is not John Belushi. No, and I love John Goodman. Oh, me too. Yeah, sure. Uh, see, I haven't seen this. I have seen the original, but I have not seen the oh. uh, 2000 version. Hey, um, right. so I'm just assuming this is a prequel to 2001: Space Odyssey. I mean, that would sure. be awesome, but like, but with Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers, Brothers 2001: yeah. A Space Odyssey. <laughs> Do you know who directed Blues Brothers? Uh, I do not. 
Harold Ramis, right? Nope. Oh. Well, John Landis I, directed the first one. Yeah, that's right. There John Landis. Harold Ramis right, was, was Animal House. Yeah, Harold Ramis uh, also uh, has a great role in the, the movie Orange County. Mm-hmm. Harold Ramis John Landis. Yeah, John Landis was the original Blues Brothers coming to America, and he did Trading Places, right? Yeah. Uh, I believe that's correct, yes. Yeah. Also, apparently, kind of a uh, Wait. kind of a terrible person. Uh, yeah. Hollywood. It's circus people. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. It's Hollywood. You don't have to add that. Uh, That's you know, true. They're circus people. So oh, terrible. People. Guys, That's... let's take a quick break. If we come back, we'll talk a little bit of Auburn football. And we're back. Thirty-five minutes and fifty-nine seconds into this podcast. Some might just call it 36, but we are exact here on the Orange and True podcast. Um, We wanted to talk a little bit about potential incoming transfers, but you guys should just go ahead and read uh, Justin Ferguson's piece about that because he will do a better job than we can. Yeah, way better. Um, Uh, Or even better, subscribe to his the Auburn Observer, and just listen to the pod. He and Painter go uh, go over it better than we ever could. I think. Are we I, trying to position ourselves as like a feeder system uh, yeah. to yeah to the Observer? We're the Frisco Rough, we're the Frisco Rough <laughs> to their Texas Rangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. we go. We're we're a FC Barcelona B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. We are the uh, RB Salzburg to their yes. uh, RB Leipzig. Yeah, you know. it could be worse. We could be RB New York, I guess. I, I well, I was going to say we could be honest. the NY. We could be the NYFC to the Manchester City. That's true. <laughs> yeah, which is which is where we all, could, they send the players to to basically die. We, <laughs> we could done. be the Real the Real Salt Lake to their Real Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> no affiliation well, whatsoever. Actually, <laughs> yeah, no. actually, that may be that may be accurate. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> we at least have met those guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, we're not going to talk about that. Instead, we are going to talk a little Auburn football. Guys, are you going to A-Day? Those of you who live in Alabama. Are, are we allowed to? I thought, I think so. They haven't said yet. It's not Masters weekend, so I'm not opposed to it. I might. I might go. I had previously sworn off A-Day, but I might. This is the only A-Day game that I actually ever am interested in. His new coach A Day game. Yeah, yeah. New coach A Day yeah. game is the best. New, the, best Cam Newton. the best what? new coach A Day game was Chiz's because it was just so wild. That 09 yeah. A Day. Well, and then yeah. Gus's was a lot of fun too because that coincided with the last roll. So it was, it was oh, packed out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. Remember when we didn't roll through his corner anymore? I, and that Ryan, was my you, senior year of high school. <laughs> Ryan, you obviously won't remember this. There was one of it, the reason Chiswick's first A day was great was because they actually did things. Yeah. One of Tuberville's A days, I remember this. We actually got into the stadium a little bit late and had missed the first drive. And whichever team got the ball first went down and kicked a field goal. The game ended 3 nothing. Oh. He was so bad. Was it Chiswick? I, that's the best way I can describe Tuberville. Chiswick's A-Day games were like 
inventing rules and scoring yes. systems. We were like, you had no, like, how is it 56 to 83? What, <laughs> what is this? The scoring? rules are made up and the points don't matter. Yeah. It's yeah. like, all of a sudden you're like, how did they just get five points? There's the balls in the middle of the field. Yeah. The Chiswick 8 games were fun. The Chiswick first one was fun too, because you had just come off tubs and yeah. all of a sudden, like the Gus Malzahn offense, which could not have been more different from <laughs> the mm-hmm. offense that Auburn was running at the end of that 08 season, which was archaic in 08. Had uh, Chris Todd won the job yet by today? No. Um, no. No. He didn't no. get it until August. Yeah, because August was like the, like the big emotional Cody Burns speaking in front of the team. That's the moment in which Cody Burns became like, most like a lot of Auburn fans' favorite player at the time because he was like an Auburn man. The word Auburn man was used way too much in 2009. Was it a God thing? It may have been a God thing. Okay. You know, the idea as a person of, of faith, <laughs> the concept that some things are God things and others are not God things is baffling. <laughs> if anything is a God thing, it's all a god thing. That's how god, well, a god would. Well, be. but but what about football, especially in the so, FCC, where it just means more? Sure. So, <laughs> so and I I want to defend Gene Chizik here because that, that was a that was a that really that was a thing Bama fans really loved to to be mad about was that I I'm with him. It it was a just to be there and experience that moment was a god thing. Sure. But like Crow said, everything's a God thing. Some God things are better than others. As Kanye like, would say, it's a God dream. Yeah, there we go. We're on I, the ultralight that, that's how that's how I took it to to mean. I, I don't I don't think Gene Chizik thought God helped us win this football game. Yeah, sure, made them lose it. It's more of like uh, I am blessed to be in this moment, right? Which right, is a cool right. way of saying that I'm I have attitude of gratitude. Huge. That's a big point of my life, but. It's a hokey phrase. And I think what Bama fans make fun of Auburn is they think that Auburn puts forth a fake folksiness that Auburn fans love, that coaches kind of – they get here and they're like told by some press coaching agency – Hey, I really hope that was the next Alabama coach. Gene Gene Chizik is just a hokey dude, dog. I mean that that's hey, that's I, what I, I'm, I I'm don't. very pro chiz. I love it. Me too. He's me, just a, this is yeah. the most pro chiz Auburn podcast. I think. Yes, I, I think so. Lo- I think, love me. Speaking. I think uh, this is the most Auburn head coach since die. Remember, so. I'm the guy who tweeted once hashtag they wish we should have never fired chiz. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it's it's good that Brian Van Gorder is then back in the state to pull some RSA retirement. Uh, yeah. Years yeah. I missed this. Where is he now? Brian Van Gorder is now the is. defensive coordinator at Gulf Shores Alabama High School. <laughs> is he the is that it? He's not the head coach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, he's the defensive coordinator. You know who the head coach is? Is Mark Hudspeth. No way. No, Mark Mark Hudspeth, who was if Mississippi State I, I mean the the two guys Mississippi State was down to between wow. uh, after they fired Sylvester Croom were Dan Mullen and Mark yep. Hudspeth. Yep. Dan Here's Mullen the is now the coach of Florida. Yeah. And the and Mark Hudspeth is the head coach at Gulf Shores High School, which I mean, 
you know, one of those is on the beach and the other one is in the middle of a swamp. So who's true. really winning there? Wow. It's true. One, one's probably way less stressful, too. Sure. Oh, yeah. Do you you having to pay people one... a lot less to come play for you? <laughs> do you? Do you know the one college football job Brian Van Gorder held for more than two years? Notre Dame? Georgia defensive coordinator. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and that was 2001 to 2004. Since then, uh, one year as the Jacksonville Jaguars linebacker coach, one year as Georgia Southern head coach, uh, one year as the Falcons linebacker coach, uh, four years as the Falcons DC. You know, I'm sure that went fantastic. Uh, yeah, it was one great. Year as, <laughs> one year as the Auburn defensive coordinator, one year as the Jets linebackers coach, one year as the Notre Dame defensive coordinator. Uh, actually, no, two years uh, as coordinator there. Uh, one year as a defensive assistant at Georgia, just as defensive assistant at Oklahoma State, one year at Louisville, one two years at Bowling Green, and now he's at Gulf Shores. Amazing. What a journey. I'm, sad he's, I'm sad he's gone from Bowling Green because that was my auto bet every time. It, was <laughs> just, it does not matter how many points Bowling Green is laying. Um, the only time in the last two years that that, that, that has let me down was Toledo committed like eight penalty, eight or nine penalties inside their own twenty? Had two turnovers and blocked a punt and fumbled the ball on bowling on Bowling Green's one yard line. Unbelievable! It took all of that for Toledo to lose that game. Mm. We should have James on more often to just do uh, Mac betting tips. Yeah, in the know, fall. I, I do. I do have a brand that is the art. That is the one article I write. Um, it's it's either that or uh, you know reliving a football game, an Auburn football game that happened at least twenty five years ago. <laughs> Do you think you could, ser- seriously? Uh, we're doing a little on air uh, producing as we are known to do. Would you be willing to cut us a Mac a, a Maction uh, uh, tip every week? Just really no. Here's yeah, what I want. I want four. Games you haven't thought of that you should bet each week, and, so, and we'll have we'll have Jack put the music from the movie The Sting underneath it, yes. so that everyone's like, "Oh, this is so, hot gambling tips." So the, the hilarious part about that, y'all know how I got started writing for College and Mag, right? Tell us. I started I started writing fan posts where I picked four games, just random four games every week, as Perfect. like these are the three because. To take this to where I actually go with it, I used to do a pool, and we didn't do it this past year because there were too many weird things going on, but we did a pool where you pick four games every week, one of which is your best bet. Um, The trick to it is you get X amount of points as to however many points each team beats the spread by. So if the spread is seven and the team you picked wins by 10, you get three points on your best bet. It doubles. So you would get six. Um, It can, there's a lot of different strategies to it. I won't go into all of that. I just remember, I, I can tell you the one game that threw the wildest scores in the league that ever happened. It was when Florida state was a mild favorite on the road at Louisville. And a young quarterback named Lamar Jackson Mm. went off for 60-plus points on the Seminoles. Mm -hmm. 
And I, I, this would have been, I think, 2015. So this was like. I think it was 2016. Was it 2016? So it was Lamar's maybe 15th or 16th start. And this was Florida State two years after, you know, three years after a title and two years after being in the playoff. And, uh, and of course, they won that game by what, like something like 50 points. And they, they let up for most of the second half, too. Right, right. So long story short, I... I turned that into a fan post article that I was doing every week because I was like, well, I'm picking these games anyway. I might as well throw this, you know, just kind of work on writing. And then eventually uh, I talked Walt into letting me write a little bit for the site. And there I am. So surely, though, this is all hypothetical. We're not actually putting real money on it because we live in the state of Alabama where that's not legal. Of course not. This is all for entertainment purposes only. I'm not sure about how how Texas is these days. Once I relocate to my new uh, my new abode, I will be able to make a short thirty minute drive and gamble <laughs> legally. <laughs> Run up to Ardmore, you know, once a week. Hey, yep. the great state of Texas, the great state of Texas is trying to. Uh, they might be voting against daylight savings time. Oh, against daylight savings time. So basically, Lucky. that's it. No, you- we're going to spring forward and we're never falling oh. back again. Okay, all right. Okay, voting for. Staying on day yeah. side, daylight savings time, Got like it. Arizona, basically. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, I think Hawaii that's, is also that way. Look, I don't, I don't know how you split the country up. Maybe right down the middle. I don't really know, and have it work right. Although that would screw Texas over because it'd be half the country. But I really would have. That. Well, I mean, there uh, is a portion of Texas that's on Mountain Time, so yeah, that would work out. Only I, if they choose to be. Most of the state just, stays central, yeah. which is very weird. Well, I, I think it's kind of silly for the eastern everybody in eastern to to spring forward and stay there. They should just stay on Eastern Standard because it's basically what daylight savings time is for us, right? Uh, already for them. So, like daylight savings time in Atlanta, it's like nine o'clock and it's still still light oh, outside. That was yeah. great for playing outside in the summer. Sure, sure. Oh, sure. I mean. I, I just – we don't need the four time zones is all I'm saying. We got one go two-day time zone. The way China does it, just one time zone, whole country. Well, it, that would Pretty be much. cool, but that would suck for people in L.A., uh, I'd have to say. <laughs> the opinions that we should be more like China is only Ryan Sterrett's and not just yeah, reflect yeah. Well, the, a, the yeah. Auburn. <laughs> he may Auburn be folks. receiving uh, – a, a portion of his income may come from dealings with China, so – you do the math. A portion of, of all of That's us. Right. I think a portion of all of our income at some point comes from China. Well, I'm pretty sure. A larger portion goes to China. Something yeah. we're using to produce this podcast right now is 100% Chinese. Well, sure. I have, this is a MacBook Air, so. 100% China. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. let's get off the Chinese I don't think you're supposed to admit that. Well, you're not a you're not a government employee. They're not listening to this. Oh, that's that's what you think. Uh, I uh, I think the most important. What is something that before we before we go because we're about to we're about to hit the 55 minute mark on a bunch of nonsense. Yeah, yeah, we haven't really talked about anything. What is something you want to see? From Brian Harson's spring scrimmages in A Day, what is like a 
Is there a concept? Is there a package? Is there a player? What is something you are looking like, hey, if he does this, I'm excited about the fall. JJ Peggy's carries. Okay. Not not trick yeah. plays. Just fullback carry. Oh, sure. the old uh yeah. Fullback dive at the goal line. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm with that. Um we'll see the tight ends getting a little action. I'm sure they will, so we'll see if they actually do exist. All right, well, that was going to be mine. So I will say Bo Nix completion percentage over 70%. I want to say 75. I'm going to take it easy on him and say 70. Sure. I am curious what the wide receiver group looks like. Um, I mean, not only are your top three guys going, but then uh, I think Capers is out in the spring. Is that right? Yeah, he's going to be out. So, you know, it's it's pretty much all freshmen and sophomores at this point. And then Shetty Jackson. Uh, I I, I want to make an addendum. I'd like to just see us be a little more open, like not act like we're hiding the nuclear codes. Uh, it does seem yeah. like there's quite a bit more avail- media availability this spring than in yeah. the previous years. So, yeah, I I'd, I'd, I'd like to see that. Just you know, run our offense on a day. Yeah. Like, what are we, what are we hiding? Um, Is this you know, maybe big... maybe year one, Harson might not want to put all his cards on the table, but I mean, he's been running the same thing for, you know, however many years, like what's he, what's he hiding? What does he have to hide? I should say. So I, it won't surprise me if we're far more open with what we run. Here's what I, I'm looking to see three, three things. All three of them are completions greater than 30 yards. (laughs) All right. If I see three of those in a day, great. I'm excited about the fall. (laughs) I mean, all we got to do there is uh, find Matthew Hill. Just throw oh. it as far as you can. Catch what, the rock. Did he? No longer on the team, Matthew Hill? Yeah, I think Matthew Hill in, the, in one A-day had something like six catches for 150 yards. It was the, the Bo and Joey competition A-day. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, if Bo only has looked then. great in A-day, right? Am I, am I wrong about that? He's looked pretty good in every A-day he's been in. Well, it's only been one. They didn't have it last year. There's no sacks in a day, right? Yeah. yeah, you don't have to worry about your line getting blown up on a day. There's no sacks in the champagne room of a day. All right. Yep. See you guys next week. Door Eagle. Have a War Eagle weekend.